this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For this story episode, we are going to be talking about probably the most exciting day that every athletic training student is thinking about. I'm only accepting that answer because excitement and nervous is the same thing in the brain. 100%. It's leading leading up to it is uh, anxiety, nervousness, and then afterwards, hopefully celebration at some point. Yeah, celebrate after you take your test. That's right. That's true. So what is this story episode? Okay, so we've got a lot of parts here. I started with how to prepare because... I figured that people who click on this episode are probably studying for the BOC. Yes. I mean, you're more than welcome to reminisce with us on the BOC. Obviously, we're going to do that. Yes. So we are talking about the BOC exam. But we also have things that people were not prepared for, people who haven't passed. And if you're up for it, we're going to be talking about people who've had to travel for the exam because... Yes. Um, Also, some horror stories, including my horror story of the BOC, (laughs) and a throwback. Okay. I think we're ready. Let's get rocking on this. And we're also going to end on a positive note of 10 places people were when they got their exam results. And I haven't actually picked out which ones we're going to... We're going to read yet. So, I'm just going to... So, we're just going to scroll. Shooting from the hip on this one. Yeah. All right. So let's start with how to prepare. How did you, do you remember how you studied for the BSC? Yes, I do. So the original plan was I was going to start studying in the summer because I took mine in the fall. So I Uh took, took my BOC in October. So I was like, oh, I'll use the summer and then study all the way through the semester. So that didn't happen. Uh, (laughs) We started studying when the semester started. So that would have equated to maybe about what, like 10 weeks of studying, I guess? Oh, that's more than double of what I... Yeah, and I, I think I took chunks almost every day. I spent a little time every day doing some some kind of studying. Did you get tired by the end? Or you're still amped about it? I got more nervous towards the end. <laughs> but also, at that time, I decided it was a good idea to binge house that semester. So anytime I studied, I had house in the background. Which, by the way, did get me in the zone. And I probably said this before, but one of the questions on the BOC, House helped me on. Do you remember which one? It was a pregnancy one, and that's all I remember. One question. One, what are there, 300 or something? Uh, 175, I believe. Oh, wow. I was way off. Yeah, I think I think the actual exam is 175, and then some practice exams are like 300 or something like oh, that. Oh, maybe that's why. I know the NATA practice practice exams are about 140 nice yeah um so i actually chunked mine down by uh domain and so i did five weeks uh, in january so i took mine in the spring i did i took mine the first week of february i think and so i did started at the beginning of the year new year's resolution there you go (laughs) And I did five weeks of one domain each week. And then all the position statements, I just kind of put into the different domains, kind of. Yeah. And by the end, I don't th- think I really, I was like, not. I was over it. 
Um, I actually. That's when we got Arrow. That is our, when we got Arrow. That's true. Our pup. So um, she was a puppy. Six months. She was a six month old puppy. Yeah. And we literally got her as I started studying. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, no, for when I was studying, I actually used flashcards. Like I never do flashcards, but because the amount of content I had to go over for the BOC, I had to do flashcards for that one. I didn't do flashcards. I did a notebook. I put together and, and Arnheim. Someone there's that uh, outline that's circulating. Yes, the outline that the unofficial outline that all students tend to have. I know. <laughs> all right, so let's get a listener story from Erin G. She said, "To prepare, I started in January of my second year in grad school. Ah, this is the same as me." Yes. I started with mostly Prentice. Ah, same as me. Also called Arnheim for people who are worried that they're studying from the wrong book. That's correct. And then I went through each NATA position statement. Wow, I just... Uh, that's literally <laughs> your plan right there. Sorry, Aaron. I guess we'll actually... I guess we're kind of on the same wavelength then. Yes. I also took practice exams through both NATA and BOC websites. I also kept telling myself that I already know most of this stuff because you'll learn it in class as well as during your clinicals. It's easy to forget that you were actually prepared for the BOC because it seems so daunting. The day before my exam, my classmate and I went and got pedicures and just relaxed. That's fun. It was the best advice I had ever gotten because the morning of my BOC, I walked in and cruised through the test and felt like it was a piece of cake. I was shocked and so proud of myself at the same time. I was confident the entire time that I passed, and I usually do not feel that way with other exams. So that is how I know I prepared correctly. I think the other thing that kept me calm was that I kept telling myself, even if I fail, it is not the end of the world. Some of the greatest ATs that I know and look up to had to take their exam multiple times. That is very true. So even if I failed, I knew I would have another opportunity to take it again, during which I would feel even more prepared because I knew what to expect. And I really like this last part that she had in. She said, I think the other thing that I forgot to add is make sure the verbiage that you use regarding the BOC is always positive. I was always saying something like, when I pass the BOC or I'm going to beat the BOC, things like that. It always helped me and it always helped my mindset remain positive. Absolutely. And I think that's the important thing is like, obviously, when you tell students now, it doesn't matter. They're going to stress out no matter what. But the programs do a great job of preparing you for the BOC and like they're preparing you to do the job. And as long as you're doing the job, you'll do fine. I think the tough part is disconnecting from what you do in clinicals because a lot of times what you do in clinicals is like real world athletic training and mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent by the book <laughs> so the boc is literally testing you on the book so sometimes it's like okay wait how do i separate the reality of athletic training and how you know we normally get the job done to what does the book exactly say because that's what you're being tested on i know as i was gathering all these stories and i was messaging people back and forth i I talked a lot about how you and I joke how the BOC is really just to keep you from killing someone. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the, the base level. Like, you are now trusted to keep someone alive. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. It's not the hardest exam out there ever. Honestly, the pass rate is really high, I think. Which is good. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about how... Um, I mean, I know a lot of people who didn't pass the first time, but they're still athletic trainers and they have not killed anyone. At the end of the day, that is all that matters. Really? Um, you want to read the next one? Yeah. So this one is by Nicole R. 
I was a ball of stress preparing for the BOC. That I'm sure a lot of students will feel the same way. I am an awful test taker, and I knew the stakes were high. Some of the things that helped me were, one, I had just passed my CSCS a few months before. Took me three tries. I which, hear that that's really hard. I was going to say, by the way, I heard, rumor is I heard that's harder than the BOC. That's, so That's what a lot of people were messaging us to. Yeah, so I could see that being tough. She continues to say, so I used my experience from that huge test and applied it to this one. Two, one of my closest friends had just graduated from the same program as me and had taken the BOC the year prior. I leaned on her for everything. Support and people telling you you can do it is the biggest help. Three, being confident in what you know and holding yourself accountable to what you don't. Don't study the same content over and over. And likewise, don't force yourself to study if your brain is not holding any more info. That is very That's true. like when you read the same sentence over and over and over again. And, and you have no idea what it said. Yeah. Yep. I remember hitting that every now and then. <laughs> she continues with, it's a balancing act. Number four, the test center I was at didn't have scheduled breaks, but it did allow you to leave to use the restroom. If you need a break, take it. Personally, I stepped outside to catch a breath of fresh air. Best decision ever. Some tips about timing of the exam. A lot of people are afraid to take the test early in the year. I took it in February and had my doubts leading up to it. The good thing about the BOC is that it's not self-taught material. You have an entire program dedicated to this exam. That is so true. You know what you know, and whatever you don't know, take the time to focus on that. I believe if I would have taken it any later in the year, I would have had too much anxiety about it. But that's just me. Everyone is different. Nicole also says, I also took the test at about 1030 to 11 in the morning. That was a comfortable time for me. Don't take it early in the morning if that's not when you are used to being up and a functional adult. And definitely don't schedule anything after the exam if it is going to make you feel pressured and rushed to finish. The whole day should be focused on this exam, so after you feel relieved and can enjoy your afternoon slash evening. Yeah, I'm a morning person, so... No, I had to make sure mine was in the afternoon, because mornings are not my thing. I wanted to take my time, I wanted to get out there. See, I think that if I took it in the afternoon, then I would have been stressing all morning, <laughs> instead of just waking up and doing it. I think my morning was fine. I, I honestly don't remember feeling stressed about it in the morning. Um, yeah, I just kind of took my time with the day. You also had to drive out a little, right? Yes. Yeah, I had to drive from, like, it was probably, like, almost an hour away. Oh, yeah. Mine was, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) It was not far. You know, I think that's, that's something that people don't think about is you, none of this is new material. No. Really, if you take good notes over the course of all your classes, you can just review those. You can review the BOC Bible. Yeah, you are definitely given the answers. Or the athletic training Bible. Throughout, throughout your time in the program. So we also got some anonymous advice. And this person said, my advice is not to study the day before or day of the exam. Take the day before the exam to do something relaxing or something that you enjoy doing. Which I originally thought that this was like, common sense and i put it up on our instagram story and it turns out about 48 percent of the people who responded 
studied the day before the BOC. And this is like around 500 people plus I know responded. I, I know I didn't study. I know I didn't study the day before. I feel like that's the number one advice is don't study the day before the exam. But I definitely was. All these people did it. But I was definitely in the clinic the day before. I was still at my rotation. 100%. Well, that's different. I mean, you're saying it said do what you enjoy. That's what I like to. That's what I enjoy. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, that's wild. I don't I definitely did not study before. Do you remember what I did the day before my BOC? I don't think I know what I did. No, I don't remember. I mean, I barely remember. I just remember I was at my rotation. That's about it. I went to bed early. I'm pretty sure I went to bed early. I do not remember at all. It probably was something with Arrow. We, we had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this person also said, as a preceptor, I've found that using a variety of study methods is most beneficial but make sure to engage in some dialogue with other ATs or preceptors or students in your cohort and discuss the answers to the practice questions. It helps you to be able to think through the answers of questions you're not sure about when you're taking the exam and allow you to make a more educated guess. Which is, I mean, it gets super boring if you're just going home and sitting and going through the same questions and back and forth. But when you are actually like engaging and ap- applying the information that's what makes it stick yes 100 percent. and then you're not reading the same thing over and over and over yes all right so i also put up on our instagram story asking about if there are any topics on the boc that people were not prepared for and i know on my boc i had to like label the throat and do like throat anatomy oh interesting and i was not like that was something i was not expecting (laughs) I can tell you, I had, I had a lot of Gen Med. That was our number one answer. More Gen Med than expected. Oh yeah, I had a lot of Gen Med. In particular, I think I had heart. I think I had cardiac stuff. Okay, are you reading ahead? Because that was our second uh, answer. No, I'm not. I'm pretty our sure our second I had... top answer was heart condition. Unless I had pulmonary, and then maybe my. One of my classmates had heart. That was our third. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so most people said that they were not expecting how much Gen Med was on there. They said they thought there was going to be a Gen Med, yeah. but they didn't expect that much Gen Med. Yeah, seriously. And then also heart conditions followed by pharmacology and admin. I always, when I was a student, I remember the rumor was there's always a lot of admin. But for mine, I don't remember a ton of admin. Like I said, I think I I had a lot of gen med. I had admin like right before the BOC, I want to say. So I feel like it wasn't too bad. Oh, that's nice. Let's see. I So, you know, my program was an undergrad program. So how our program was kind of arranged, you know, a lot of those classes were available to regular kinesiology students. So I had admin before I even got in the program. Probably like a year, year and a half before I got in the program. So that was like, what, maybe like three and a half years, like difference from the BOC to when I last had admin. Oh, gosh. Fun yeah, and I feel like admin is a lot of memorization. Oh, 100%. And stuff that you don't really like apply, like like stakeholders and difference between the budgeting techniques. Oh, yeah. I remember looking that up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, some people had STIs. Interesting. They were not expected. 
not an STI, but I did have a lot of meningitis. Oh, I did too. Yeah. I feel like I did too. Um, someone said ICD-10 codes, which I'm glad that wasn't on mine. Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, a couple others, diagnostic imaging, rhabdo, joint mobility, eating disorders, padding, bracing, splints. That's the one I was really worried about was padding, like really padding because you don't really, I don't know. We never really talked about it. No, it's like in the book, but you don't really. Like talk, no one really yeah, talked about it. It's yeah. almost like just figure it out and feel the padding and make a good padding yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, we never talked about it. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how they teach in the book is so specific. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I get a question on this. Luckily, I don't think I really did. Also, labeling the eyeball. Did you get that? No. I don't remember what labeling ones I had to do. And then also footwear for pronated and supinated feet. Interesting. Say that. Interesting. Um, actually, I just read about this because I'm teaching my students this. Um, so here's a little BOC. If you guys are worried about footwear for pronated and supinated feet being on the BOC, here's a little review for you. So for pronated feet, because they're more mobile, you want something more rigid. You want your footwear to be more rigid to help prevent that pronation. But if they're supinated feet... They're actually not as mobile, and so they need more cushion. Nice. Yeah. And I actually just applied this for one of my performers who has has these big boots, and they look like, um, I mean, they look like the most comfortable boots, but one of the boots was actually a little bit bigger than the other side, and so he was having... Um, the top of his foot, it was almost like um, extensor tendon pain. And we figured out it was because there was a little bit more room in that side. So he was he was lifting his toes um, on that side to, to make up for the extra room in the boot. But he had really high arches. And so um, I was saying that he needed more cushion because his feet are not as mobile as pronated feet. And so we got that and the cushion helped, but it actually helped. I mean, I don't know why specifically it helped, but I was thinking it was going to help because he had supinated feet or uh, high yeah. arches. Yeah. But it was, it also filled up the room in the shoe. So it fixed that too. <laughs> nice. So, so there's a good way to remember it. So even with the preparation going into it, it's still a tough exam to take and it's a long exam. There's a lot of questions. Sometimes you may not pass. Yeah, that's hard. It is hard, but like people have said, it's okay. It is not the end of the world. I feel like also if you're not a good test taker in the first place, like this is a really long exam. Oh, it's really long. <laughs> and I lose like... Um, I definitely towards the end kind of just wasn't paying as much attention. <laughs> you were just ready for it to be done. Yeah. Like eyes glossed over. <laughs> so I'm sure we have some interesting not passing stories. Yes. So first of all, if you're if you didn't pass, there are lots of people out there who 
haven't. And we have three stories who of people who wanted to share their story. Also, by the way, mentors, people's mentors probably had to retake the exam. Oh, yeah. I know like five athletic trainers that I can think of off the top of my head who I look up to who are athletic trainers still to this day who didn't pass on their first try. Exactly. Just the BOC doesn't make a good athletic trainer. It just just gives you that certification to work as an athletic trainer. So like we're trying to say, like, if you don't pass, it's okay. That's why you get to do it again. Well, it's the same thing as a GPA, because, you know, the the students who get A's in the classroom, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best athletic trainers and they're applying it the best. Yes, absolutely. It just means that they're really good at knowing what the book says. Um, Anyway, so this first one is anonymous, and so is the second one. The first one says... It took me three tries. It was the biggest weight lifted off my chest when I saw that I passed. It was the best feeling of accomplishment and confidence that just rushed right through me. Oh, I bet. And that's the thing is like you, you there's that carrot that's dangling in front of you. For sure. And I'll go ahead and read this next one too. So my last semester in my master's program was converted online because of the pandemic. I couldn't go to my clinical site anymore, which was a huge bummer because I interpret things better with hands-on learning. Anyways, I was left to burying myself in textbooks and whatever I could find online. My BOC test date and location kept getting moved because of the pandemic. Ugh. Classic COVID. That's so annoying. And my anxiety of taking it went through the roof, I bet. I was finally able to take it after being pushed by three months. And I failed. I missed it by eight points. Oh, my gosh. That's so heartbreaking. Which I didn't know it to- it told you your points if you don't fail. I never looked because I didn't want to know. Um, actually, I looked um, at the BOC style guide, uh-huh. and it says that it won't tell you your- Oh, if you pass. If you pass, it won't tell you your points. Oh, interesting. So, I took it again two months later and failed again. Missed it by two points. So, that's that's a good improvement. Yeah. Then, finally, two months later- I passed. I think the biggest reason I kept barely missing the mark was because I would think too broad. Meaning if I was given a scenario, I'd think, well, if I looked at it this way, then I would do that. Well, if I looked at it that way, then I would do that. But I looked at it this way, I would do this. I was giving myself too many options and not just reading the question for what it was. See, it kind of goes back to you have to like not think about what you do in actual practice and just think about what does the book say on how to handle this per- particular situation. Also, the BOC is not allowed to trick you. It's written in the style guide because I was reviewing that for this episode because, I mean, it's been a, not been that long, but it's been a while since I've taken the BOC. It's been and a so bit for me. I like some of the things I was looking at, some of the things people were saying about scoring. I was like, oof, I don't remember how it's scored. <laughs> um, but... I wanted to make sure like some of the things we said weren't like, you know, leading people in the wrong direction. So anyway, the BOC, the thing they write to the people who write the questions, it says it is not allowed to trick someone. So that's good to know. That is very good to know. Even though it might feel that way. I know, I know. <laughs> so they're supposed to be straightforward. And if you think about them that way, maybe it's a, it gives you a better approach. Exactly. So this next one is by Becca L. It took me three times to pass. I studied alone with my BOC prep book for the first time. 
I felt pressured to take it early, even though I knew I wasn't ready. The second time, I studied with a few classmates via Zoom calls. It was somewhat difficult to stay on task. I felt more prepared and was devastated when I found out I didn't pass. I missed out on a job opportunity because of it. The third time I asked one of my old preceptors for help. I would go to her house and we would study for anywhere between one to three hours. She helped me stay on task and essentially treated it like a class. She taught me what I didn't understand and helped me figure out where my confusion was. I passed the third time. So grateful to have people in my corner who want to help me succeed. And that is what mentors are for. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that you missed out on a job opportunity, but I bet there was another job opportunity that came along. Absolutely. That's always the most pressure when you're waiting for your BOC results to get a job. Mm -hmm. So someone actually, I didn't include it, but someone said that they didn't pass the BOC and... They also lost out on a job opportunity, but end up working out because now they're like in some pro situation. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they went up to it, but like if they had gone to with that original job opportunity, if the BO, if they had passed the BOC, they would have gone that route and it would have just went totally different. Yeah. Their life would have been so different. You know, sometimes uh, doors close so another one can open. Yeah, that's true. I tell myself all all the time. All the time. <laughs> so really, those are our main like preparation BOC parts, I guess. And the rest is if you've made it this far, we're taking a, a different spin on it. So we're going to be talking about like travel and some horror stories if you're up for it. I have a I have a good horror story that wasn't a horror story for our group, but at the time it might have been. <laughs> Um, so you said you had to, you had to travel like an hour to get to your BOC? Yeah, just because from where, because like basically where commuting to Fullerton where I was at was already like 30 minutes. So then I took mine at Irvine Valley College. So that tax on another 30 minutes. So it took me about an hour. So Jacob P said all the testing centers in his state were closed because of COVID. Wow. So he had to drive four hours to a different state on his day off take the test, and then come right back. Man, that's dedication. I love that. Seriously. I have heard that one before where people had to go long hour drives for the day to take their exam. Um, I've got an even better one after this. Well, the next one is is just rough. Like, that's all I have to say is, okay. is it's rough. Okay. Um, so Dana T says, so mine was in Tennessee in 2014. We had the snowstorm of the century. Of course. Of course. My BOC was canceled because of snow and rescheduled two weeks later, which honestly, I feel so bad for the people who have had to reschedule their BOC. Oh, 100%. Because you are mentally prepared at that point. What do you do for the next two weeks? Oh, yeah. What do you do? Panic. I wouldn't study probably. And then I'd probably like freak out right oh, yeah. before. 100%. I was totally ready to take it and had to wait. It was rough. Oh, look, she explained yep. it the exact same way I did. All caps rough, by the way. I was so worried the day was canceled because the testing admin office was also closed due to snow. So it took forever for them to call me. And of course, this was before everything was online. So it was really a mess. But I passed. There we go. That's all that matters. I know. Seriously. Good thing we don't have to deal with snow. That is true. We do not have to deal with snow. 
Now we're going to get all the uh, California hate now. I know. <laughs> I mean, some of California gets snow, just not us. Yeah, just definitely not down here. Okay, so this one is back when um, there was the practical. Ooh, okay. Okay, so actually, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on the fact that we don't have a practical anymore? I don't know. Because I'm glad I didn't have to do it. <laughs> but also, I'm like, it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing to... Because, I mean, you have to deal with people watching you. And you have to still have to be able to do the job. And you're in a high-pressure situation doing the job. So I kind of like the practical. I'm just glad I didn't have to do it. If that answer makes any sense. Yeah, I I go back and forth about the practical because... I mean, it, no other healthcare profession that I know of has a practical portion. And so I feel like, I don't know, if, if orthopedic surgeons and physical therapists and, I don't know, someone... Others? Yeah. <laughs> if they needed to do a practical portion, like... I feel like we should, but I don't think that they do. That's true. I think you're right. And also part of that is, I don't know how, how the practical portion is scored, but some of it can be subjective. Yes, definitely. Although at the same time, like the practical portion, you should be doing stuff like comps in your classes. Yes. And so and you th- should and be that's, used And to- that's the point of, the competencies that's like you know so you have someone actually watching you do the skills yeah so jesse c actually uh was a model for the practical test oh okay and he said and this is like after he was certified he said that one of my favorite tasks was to use a sam slint for a forearm forearm injury there were a couple people who wrapped the sam slint around my arm like an ace wrap i don't think they were were well prepared (laughs) for the practical portion oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> i know i feel like it, it would be kind of funny to see like um oh i remember someone telling me a story about the practical portion about how they could i don't know they couldn't get the blood pressure to pump up or something oh my gosh that's so terrifying and then they realized like oh they didn't turn the knob <laughs> <laughs> or like uh blood pressure they like can't hear the heartbeat yeah but then they realize they have to pump it up because you can't. Yeah. Eat. Like it goes away. That's why you can't hear it. Okay. So, um, speaking, we're going back to travel. So, this story has to do with the practical because, um, for that, there were only, I think the practical was only in like certain areas. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, anyway, this is still by Jesse. He said, I had to travel far each time I took the test. The first test, and I think. If I remember correctly, I think the test was like three parts. Yes, I think that's correct. Um, first test, I went to Phoenix with three other classmates. They all passed, but I only got into two of the three sections. So I took the other two seconds. So I took the other two sections again in Spokane. So right now we already have Arizona and Washington. Now we're in Washington. And he came from California. Okay. So a friend of mine flew to meet me in Portland. So Oregon. And we drove to Spokane. Oh, that's a that's that's a big drive. <laughs> it is a big drive. However, the test was at Eastern Washington University in Cheney, Washington, not in Spokane. 
Okay. So I drove like a maniac that morning once we figured out our mistake. This was in a time before GPS on phones, so it was a bit more stressful. Oh, I bet. That's when you have to like take out the map. Oh, d- the or map the, quest. The, oh man, <laughs> map quest have it all printed out. <laughs> we made it to the test a little bit late, but they hadn't locked the door yet. Oh, nice. We both passed, but man, that was stressful. I took the practical portion the next testing period, finally flying from Boise, so Idaho, to San Jose, California. Stayed less than 24 hours in San Jose since I already started working at Boise State. And it was such a long process to take the test and get into each section. I think it is less stressful now due to how they take the test, but having three sections where you could pass one and retake the other sections was nice. I'm not sure I'd want to take the test now versus back in 2003. (laughs) Which actually is the first opinion that I've heard that way because I've heard a lot of people who say that the old way was harder and I 100% believe that. Yeah, I would would believe that. But also it's like, it's kind of, it's just what you know. You know, Mm -hmm. like you went through it and everyone went through it at that time. So it was, that's what you prepared for. So maybe thinking about having to sit at a computer for 175 questions or up to four hours might be like, oh my goodness. I mean, that is kind of nice how you can kind of retake the sections. Like you didn't have to retake the whole exam. I mean, that's kind of cool. I know. I think that that's a great idea, actually. Because it's a lot, it is less daunting. Yes. And you can also see like where, if like if you've already mastered one part, why put yourself through a four hour like the whole thing all yeah. over again, yeah. I don't know. I like that better. Yeah. Maybe we can put our input into the BOC. Hey, if the BOC <laughs> is listening. If they're listening. <laughs> okay, so if you've made it this far, we have a few horror stories, including my own, and I think I'll just start with that. Okay, let's let's do this. Okay, so when I went to go take my BOC, luckily it wasn't very far away, And I got there early, but um, when I got there, I want to say that like the first person showed up late and I, and I totally thought, and it was a really small testing center and I was the only person taking the BOC there. It wasn't like, um, I mean, it was a, it was a normal testing center and they had a bunch of different people taking. That's also what's interesting is not everyone at these testing centers is taking the BOC. Yeah. There's other people taking other exams and it's just i don't know it was kind of weird so when i walked in well first of all i was freaked out because i thought that the place was closed and that i wasn't gonna be able to take my boc and then um when i walked in they took my i don't know if we had to bring like a paper or something but they took my whatever information and then they told me that i needed three methods of identification and i only brought two or Ah. whatever the boc told Ah. me Ah. Because I had my ID card and I feel like I had like my credit card or something. And they were like, we need one more method of identification. And I was like, no, you don't. And they're like, yes, we do. And I was like, I literally don't have another form of identification. They're like, just go out to your car and see if there's anything in your glove compartment that has your name on it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, And so I went out uh. to my car And I'm searching, like, freaked out that I'm not going to be able to take this test, right? Like, this is strike two. And I'm searching through my car. Finally, I get my registration or maybe my insurance, my insurance. And it says my name on it. 
And so I bring it back, and then they're like, oh, um, actually, you're right. You only needed two. And I was like, all right, thanks for stressing me <laughs> yes, out. Thanks for scaring me. And so then I had to sign the little form that they give you. I don't remember what it is. And basic, I think it was basically saying, like, I'm here and well, I don't know, whatever. And they gave it, I gave it to them and they gave it back to me and they said, can you please re-sign? It needs to look more like the signature on your ID card. Of course. And I was like, the ID card that I made when I was like 16. Yep. And I don't yep. really have that signature anymore, but okay, I will make it look like that. If, if that's what I need to do <laughs> to take this test. <laughs> and then there was a power outage. <laughs> of course. And all of the computers had reset, so they had to go back in and, like, re-put up my test. That's terrifying. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like, really, what else could go wrong this morning? Hold on. (laughs) Well, actually, the whole beginning of the test was actually not that bad. And then there was this guy, of course, remember, we were telling um, how not everyone's taking a BOC. There was this guy who, like, got locked out of his test for whatever reason, and he got so <laughs> pissed. He starts, like, yelling, and the testing proctor ladies come in, and they're trying to, like, shush him because there are other people taking tests, like me. And um, he's, like, yelling, saying that, like, it's a scam, and that he can't afford to retake this test and blah, blah, blah. And so then they're just like trying to shush him and like get him out of the room. So they finally get him out of the room. But of course, like he's in the hallway. That's not much better. Like even the the door's closed, but I can still hear him. Oh, so, yeah. So like now my, my focus is broken and um whatever. But there was this little spider that came out from behind my um my monitor. And of course, I am... I mean, I don't really like spiders, but I am not one of those people who like freaks out. And I'm glad that, well, that I'm became not your friend. because, because could you imagine if I was, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Like if it was a pincher bug. Oh my goodness. Oh, that would have been, that computer would have been across the room. <sighs> so anyway, then the spider just like hung out with me for the rest of my test. That, that was your friend. And at that point I was so done with the test that I was like. All right, if the spider moves to the right, then the answer is C. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I passed. That's all that matters. With, with all that uh, ruckus. So, for our exam, four out of our eight took it in October. So, we were the early ones within our program. And,. My original plan wasn't to do that. I was going to do it after the fall semester. I was going to do it like in February or whatever when that window is. But then I got peer pressured. I was like, (laughs) all right, let's do it. I'll go in October. Let's just get this done. It's a good thing you did. So what's great is, yes, I, I, I liked my game plan. Even though it wasn't my original game plan, I still liked it. So the four of us pretty much took the exam the same day. I don't know how you did that. That's crazy. So we all signed up for the same day, but we had obviously like different times, except for me and one of my buddies. We took it at the same time. I mean, I guess maybe it was like a 10 minute difference, whatever. It was basically the same time. Well, that morning, one of our four went first. And when they were going to be finishing up, our other classmate was just going to start theirs. And then we would be like maybe another few hours later. I guess how this story goes, because I didn't see it, 
The first person finished, and as they were walking out, made eye contact with our classmate going in. The person leaving was in tears. Oh, but that person's like a crier, right? Like, that's a... Yes, yeah. And immediately thought they failed. Oh. Didn't think they passed. Oh. Tears. So, good luck for our other classmate just jumping in, knowing all that, thinking that this test is evil. What a mindset to walk in. But this horror story isn't a horror story because we all passed. Oh, that's good. So, the tears ended up they weren't they didn't need to be there they were everything was okay i've got another horror story okay what so we got? from nate e he said when i took my test my computer slash internet froze on me four different times oh i would be so terrified and not only did it freeze he said i had to switch computers three times oh my gosh walking That's so out, frustrating think, walked out thinking i failed I never received my actual score. All I know is that I passed. And that's all that matters. Yep. And he was also saying that he was just mostly worried about the time limit. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, you get four hours, and I think I finished mine in about an hour and a half. So it's like you do have plenty of time, but in that situation. An hour and a half? Yeah. I don't even remember how long mine took at all. Yeah. Yeah, I took about an hour and a half. I don't know how you remember that. Yeah, you know what's fine? Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that. I feel like an hour and a half is really fast. Not That's like 90 minutes for... Well, see, so like when I take exams, like I don't spend a lot of time. Like I'll go through it to one, make sure I, I didn't skip anything. But don't change your answers. Do not change your answers. Yeah. Unless you know it's wrong. Just go with your gut instinct. Yeah, and there would be some that I picked out like, ooh, I'm going to save this one a little bit later. I just want to review it. So I normally take exams pretty quick just because I don't spend a lot of time like trying to second guess because that's I try to go with my gut. Yeah. If I spend too much time, then I will just that's when you just read the question over and over again. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a gem from Jen? Yes. It's a nice long one, too. I like the way she starts, too. She says, gather. I I was going to say, I love the start of this. Gather around the campfire, kitties, and listen to my ancient tale. So here's our throwback. This this one's going to be a throwback, yeah. We've actually had a couple of throwbacks, which I was actually really excited about. Yeah. Because I feel like um, as soon as we started talking about the BOC, I was like, oh, no, we're going to alienate half our audience, and only the people who are studying for for the BOC are going to listen. But- we have a couple throwbacks. And this is good for the kids to understand where the BOC has come from. You want to do it or should I? I'll go for this one. Okay. So Jen says, so I took the BOC a million years ago when the internship avenue was still a thing. When you actually had three sections and took the practical part in front of other people. So let's harken back to the days before the millennium and Sandy and Randy were born. (laughs) I, I love how this is going. I was doing my internship in Florida at a Division II school, and my supervising AT, also my best friend, was doing an amazing job helping me prepare. I got a weekend off in the middle of softball season to go ahead and take the BOC back home in Virginia. We both figured it would be great to see my family before I took it. Sleep in a familiar place, blah, blah, blah. Also, the TSA was a former mentor of mine, and I'd see him on the day of the exam, So 
it would be a boost there. I followed all the rules the night before. No studying, nice dinner, no booze, bed early, all of that. See, no studying is a thing. And and no booze. (laughs) That too. She continues with, I get up and have to drive about an hour from where my family lives to the test site. A high school. I get there in plenty of time and the building isn't open yet. Oh, yes, we definitely got there plenty of time. We tore. We just walked around the campus, by the way, for our exam. Oh, that's nice. Yes. That that campus is nice. Yes, it is. Anywho. So I'm looking through my books, my notes, and all of a sudden I see a guy frantically running around knocking on car windows. I roll down my window and he shouts these words. They moved the exam. Go look on the door for directions. Oh my gosh. Please remember, my Gen Zers, this was before GPS was a thing. I had to use a map. (laughs) The school was about 25 minutes away from where I was. The exam was supposed to start in 20. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness they got there early. Off I go. Along with a pack of panicking AT hopefuls, all driving as fast as we could without getting pulled over or dying in a fiery crash, which sounds like a rotation all on itself. I arrive at the testing site. I check in. I see my TSA buddy and say, I know you missed me and you're one for the practical jokes, but really? Turns out there was a change in the test site by the BOC, but they only notified about half of the participants for that day's exam. Yes, the BOC used to be an all-day adventure. So I go in, sit down, breathe into a paper bag, and organize my stuff for the morning section. I'm not sure what the BOC looks like now, but there was a part of my test called the written simulation. We'd read a scenario and then take a magic pen that would reveal the next part of the scene after we'd chosen the answer. Ooh, that's interesting. That's what we did for my emergencies class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We'd have to like go pick up a piece of paper and then write out as much as we could on that scenario. Uh And then we'd, once we were done, we would turn in what we wrote and then, um, get a second piece of paper and it would tell us more information and then we'd write more and then again third piece of paper it gives us more information and so like you can't go back and change the things yeah but you want to make sure that you like get everything oh absolutely that you can even the parts that were wrong because at the time they were part of your differentials yeah jen continues with it went super well as i almost killed a kid with a hemothorax (laughs) undaunted i had lunch and came back for the second part there you go perseverance right there (laughs) the second half of the test was the multiple choice and the practical part how they did the practical part was they'd start out calling people out of the exam in some sort of order yes i heard this They, they, they would just randomly call you i know and like break your focus yeah or which i guess is like how athletic training is in general we just get randomly called out that's true You'd go and then you'd come back and finish your multiple guess portion. Well, I'm a good test taker. And despite there were questions about types of splints I had never heard of before, I swear out of 100 questions, there were 6 million (laughs) on splints. Clearly, I've gotten over it. I finished pretty early. 
I went up to the proctors and let them know I was done. And whenever they could fit me in for the practical, that would be great. I sat back down to wait. I happened to look over at the table and there's the proctor crooking her finger in a come here motion. Oh, damn. What happened? Did they think I cheated? Did I already fail? I go up to the table and she says, yeah, there's a small problem. There's only one room of examiners that doesn't know you. Oh, my gosh. Jen, you're popular. Yeah, superstar here. (laughs) You're going to have to wait for that room because you were performing special tests, anatomical landmarks, etc. in front of live people. They obviously couldn't know you because that wouldn't be fair. So this is where going home to take the test didn't work in my favor. Yeah. I finally go into the room, do my exam, and completely forget where the pezanserine is. I located it somewhere near the wrist. I've never forgotten where it is from that day on, by the way. I was just about to say. You will never. Yep, that's true. The fact that she still remembers it's the pezanserine that she missed. Yep. Seven days later, my results came in the mail. Wow, that is Man, so that's fast. real fast. Especially for all that, what they have to grade. Yeah. Wow. The snail mail. The place where you only get Christmas and birthday cards now. Uh. Now, if I were smart, I would have opened the big, thick envelope from the BOC that had the letter that started with congratulations and then told you how to order your certification plaque. But no. Here's what I did. I opened the results that come in the same type of envelope as your pin or a settlement check from class action suit. You know, the ones perforated edges that you have to tear off in a certain order or the thing remains sealed for all time. The Ark of the Covenant is easier to open (laughs) than these stupid envelopes. That is true. No, you know what's funny is I actually, I like those envelopes. Because I feel like they're easier to open than normal envelopes. No, I get what you she's saying. You just fold it and then you rip it along the perforated so, But sometimes line. they also have like, so you do the perforations, but then they also have like the sticky parts, like on your W-2s, where you have to like tear them, but then you're like, I can't tear this because it's a government thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Next tax season, I'll show you. Okay. I finally got it open. I passed. Which... Coincidentally, is all I could say (laughs) for a solid 10 minutes. I love that. I called my BFF. I passed. I passed. I passed. I passed. She's like, what is the matter with? Oh, my God, you passed. And that, friends, is how you take the BOC before computers. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was great. So I purposefully did not read the end of the story because I wanted to see how it turned out on here um but actually kind of funny story is i was going back and making sure i had all the stories that we had wanted and i remember someone saying something to me about how they moved the exam and i literally went back through all of our messages because i thought that i didn't put it in the show Uh and i was like we need to put that one in the show and then i I could not find it. And I was like freaking out thinking I was like, I checked our Facebook messenger. I checked our Instagram stories and it turns out it was in our email. Yep. And I, and it was already on the doc that I had written, but it was from Jen. <laughs> and I was like, Oh goodness. Whew. But it's just cause I, I had read the beginning, but I didn't like tag it with. Yeah. Yeah. So 
glad we had that one. Oh, absolutely. And that is just the best feeling of reading those words past, which, by the way, nowadays, what I've noticed what the BOC does, and I hope the BOC is listening for this part, is so after you take your exam, all of a sudden I start getting multiple emails oh, from the BOC. I forgot about that. Which then makes my heart drop because I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this it? And then you open no. it and you're like, oh, it just tells you about the next process or like, hey, what to do after. BOC, I don't I don't think that's the time or the place. I think you wait for the results and then send that fun info stuff. Yeah, really. It really, uh, really makes you poop your pants. <laughs> so, you know, lot, they used to do it in snail mail, but now they do email. So really, you could be anywhere and all of a sudden... Your day is hinged <laughs> on this message. Yeah. So we asked on our Instagram story, where were you when you got your BOC results? I remember I was at my rotation and it was awkward because, it, you know, I was with one of my classmates. And so I get mine and I see that I passed. Yeah. But so it, you opened it? Oh, yeah. Right there? A hundred percent. Okay. But... I didn't really want to say anything because, you know, like, I don't know. What if my classmate didn't pass? I yeah. don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm sure she's thinking the same thing about me. So then, like, I asked, I said, hey, uh, did you get your results yet? And she said, yeah. <laughs> what would you get? And then we finally figured out we both passed. Oh, good. And we're like, woo. And our, our preceptors, because we were at the PT clinic at Fullerton. They were all like super stoked. And from then on, the big joke was, oh, well, you guys are certified. We can go home. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got to. Hey, you guys are certified. Let's let's get to work. Oh, that's funny. You're like, I don't work here. <laughs> um, So we have never had such a popular question box on our Instagram story. And I I'm going to be honest, I, I did not read all these because it would. Did I just see someone was at Target? So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do is we're <laughs> going to scroll through these and we're going to pick 10 of them to read. I think that was a good Target trip. Oh, yeah. I see one there that says at clinicals working with my patient. I would have immediately stopped. As soon as I got that, I'd be like, nope, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I got to celebrate now. I feel like that's so awkward. Yeah. Um, a couple of people, including myself, got theirs at um, conferences. Oh, that's cool. Which is cool, but also really awkward because. Yes. Like you don't want to ask people like you said. Yeah, because you don't want to be that guy to bring up something negative and seem like you're gloating. Yeah. So I got mine at CATA Hit the Hill. And I actually had, oh my gosh, it was horrible because I, everyone was like, oh, we got the results. And I got my email, but then I had to go into a legislator meeting before I could open it. Oh. And so I was sitting in the meeting, like thinking of like, it's in my inbox, it's in my inbox, (laughs) but I'm trying to like fight for licensure right now. (laughs) So I'm looking at one right now that says in a pub. In Edinburgh, Scotland, on my 22nd birthday. So you were already prepared to celebrate. (laughs) I haven't been keeping count. Have you been keeping count? 
I think I've said three. Okay. Let's see. We had a couple people who said they were on the toilet or in the bathroom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense if you're checking your Chick-fil-A. They, I hope you got the waffle fries with that. This one says I was on a first date with a guy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I wonder how that went. I think we need follow-up for that. I know. Well, that's kind of like, how do you know? How do you continue? The, well, first, okay, well, that's true. What That might mean the date was not going well. If the phone came out. Or maybe uh, she got the notification or he, I didn't look, um, on their watch. Yeah, true. I don't know. Or maybe you're just casually checking your email at dinner. Yeah, and then how does that rest of that date go? Oh, look at that. Getting ready for a trip to Vegas. See? Already getting the celebration planned. I'm pretty sure that was Fuada or NATA. Oh, Some okay. people said Vegas Fuada oh, okay. Vegas NATA, which is like, oh, what a place to celebrate. Oh, 100%. Oh, nice. Grad school cadaver lab. There's nothing better to celebrate your BOC passing than the cadaver lab, apparently. <laughs> this person said... In the bathtub, was trying to relax about the result window with a bath bomb, and then boom. <laughs> they they got the ultimate bomb dropped on them there. Is that relaxing or is that is that like more relaxing? Oh, that's a hundred percent more now relaxing. Now that you have that like relief, or I, is it like not relaxing because you all you want to do is celebrate? I hope their favorite adult beverage was used for that bath. A lot of clinicals. A lot of clinicals. A lot of people said clinicals. Which is kind of cool because you get to share that experience with your preceptor because they also know how that feels. Oh, yeah. That's something that everyone's going to be happy for you. I mean, unless someone didn't pass, but still that person is probably going to be happy for you. Oh, at least I'd hope. Yeah. All right. Let's see. You want to pick two more? Yeah, we'll go two more. Okay. We have a few people who said they were notified by mail the old fashioned way, which you still do, right? It just comes later than your email. Oh, I can't remember. I can't I, remember. I Maybe, like possibly. I feel like that's But the then case. I feel like I would have saved it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I framed my acceptance letter into uh, Fullerton's athletic training program. That's right, Dr. K. I got your letter in, in a frame. Oh, someone said, in my dorm, I screamed so loud that I passed that the RA came in to check in on me. <laughs> nice. At least you know the RA is there for you. Okay, last one. Getting ready to watch a surgery. Okay, that's pretty dope. I think that one's pretty good. Oof. Okay, no, th- just kidding. How about this in the last one? On my way to an interview. I didn't look until after, but I passed. Okay. Would you look or would you not before an interview? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I'd look. I don't think I could either because I would... Well, here's the thing is, if you don't pass, then you don't you, get the job well, we, anyway. Yeah, that's true. And then... Well, unless they are willing to wait for the next testing window for you. That's true. You should probably just not bomb it all the way, right? Yeah, there you go. I, I think that's good advice all the way around. So that was... I mean, that's something that people can relate to oh, 100%, a lot. 100%. Which is, I think, why we got so many... 
and, so much engagement. And everyone remembers that feeling because it isn't, you know, this is a positive experience to finally get that, to finally see the words past. Yeah, you remember exactly where you were. Oh, 100%. I'm pretty sure I called you first. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. I was stoked. I was amped. <laughs> and you were already certified before I met you. Yes. Yes, it was. And not, but not much more. So, like, I still remember. I mean, we'll, everyone remembers how that feels, but it's still a little bit closer for me. I was probably at track meet. I was probably on the road. When you passed? No, when you passed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because if it was hit the hill. You were at track. I was probably at track meet. So I got to celebrate on the road. Cool. Well, um, if you guys are new, we have a Facebook group and we um, have a couple people who have already posted BOC like study guide stuff um, up in the files. So you can go ahead and check the files in our group. Um, I don't think we are adding it. Are we adding anything this week? BOC wise? I don't think so. Well, if we think of anything, we'll add it into our Facebook group. You can check out the files there. So that's facebook.com slash group slash AT Corner podcast, or you can look up AT Corner community um, and join for free. And then also every other episode is education or stories. So this one was a story episode and next week we're going to do education. If you haven't taken the BOC yet, hopefully uh, your studying yes. is going well. Good luck with your studying. Good luck on your exams. Don't study too hard. Yes. You've got a whole life of learning ahead of you. And don't worry. Your programs do prepare you very well. And if you don't pass, it's okay. always another round. There's always another round. All right, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Do you have anything else to add or anything? Nope. That was perfect. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.